Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. This is 1039 LI News Radio. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, Kevin O'Leary is our very special guest and I, I've got I've got a couple of his books at home and from what I understand they're number one bestsellers and if uh, uh, if, if you haven't gotten the book Men, Woman, uh, Women and Money and it's uh, there's more to the title I, I've given it out to a couple of different people for presents and they've loved it uh, he's an absolute wonder to uh, to watch to listen to and uh, what a career he's put together what we're talking about today is Money Court, which is terrific. CNBC's uh, see on CNBC on Wednesdays, 10 p.m. You could hear Kevin O'Leary, and uh, and he is uh, he is the judge in this, so to speak. He he is the guy that will make these disputes and uh, and and solve uh, these disputes. Very entertaining. Kevin O'Leary, how are you? Great to be here. Thank you. Very good. Thanks. Well, listen, it's uh, it's fun to watch. Is it is it fun to Host, uh, you, you know, you're listening to people bicker back and forth, sometimes siblings, which could be a little disturbing. Uh, is, is it as fun for you as it is for us? It is. And I'll tell you what's interesting. You know, in America today, because of the pandemic, we've got thousands of cases log jammed in the court system not being heard. And that's a real problem for businesses, because if you don't resolve a money dispute, if you don't make it right, you destroy your brand, you hurt your customers, you may lose employees. It's a mess. And these things are not getting heard. So many people are moving towards arbitration, where they find somebody they trust, and they let them arbitrate the case and resolve it. They sign a contract, they skip out of the legal system, they save a ton of money sometimes, but it gets done. And that's exactly what Money Court's about. People are letting me arbitrate their cases through, through the arbitration process. I've got a federal judge with me at Opozo, a trial attorney, Katie Fang. They understand the law, but I don't always side on the law. I side for the business. I want to save the business. That's what matters to me. Uh, uh, Kevin, are some of the cases that you're weeding through and the producers and the rest of you weeding through, are, are many of them um, pandemic-related, the conflicts? are they? Uh, do you feel that they wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the last year? Certainly, that's a great question, and it has added stress to businesses because people's purchase behaviors have changed. They don't go to retail as much. They buy a lot of stuff online. There's certain services they use less of. They don't go to movie theaters as much. They watch streaming services. All of this you can see reflected in these cases as people try and resolve it. Tenants, landlords, you know, somebody says, well, I don't need as much space anymore because half my employees don't want to come back to work. And so I want to get out of the lease and I want to litigate. All of these things are boiling in the cauldron and being resolved to arbitration. And that's really what I'm doing. But I got to tell you something, you know, some of these cases, because 65% of America is run on small business, most jobs are created from small businesses, and some of these are family businesses started generations ago. When you see family members litigating, suing each other into the Stone Age, it's gut-wrenching, but it's really compelling television. It's really incredible stuff to watch. Well, it certainly is, and we're talking about Money Court and everyone. You could watch it on Wednesdays on CNBC, 10 p.m. It's a can't miss, and a big reason why is is because Kevin O'Leary uh, get his books too. His books are absolutely, absolutely terrific, and uh, just uh, just a money guy, a guy who thinks money. Let me ask you: When you're watching the uh, the the arguments go back and forth, is it is it impossible? 
or, or at least very difficult for you not to put yourself in the position of one uh, or, or both of those people? I mean, do you uh, is is it impossible to kind of remove yourself from the situation? I think I keep emotions out of my investing decision half for decades. And, you know, as one uh, litigant said when they were signing the arbitration contract, they said, I don't really like Mr. Wonderful, but I trust him. And I'd rather win. The, I'd rather be trusted than win a popularity contest. And so really, that's what I'm trying to do. I realize, you know, the way I look at these deals and the way they get settled is if both sides are unhappy, I've done a great job. I've found the middle ground. And in the exit interviews with them and all of these cases that we tried during, you know, when we shot this six episode series, 90% of them were happy with the outcome. And I think that's important for the longevity of the show. I think the word's going to get out there. We've got lots of other people that now want to cast for it, that want to have their case heard. And so I think it's terrific that this is happening. I think we have a hit on our hands because people see themselves in these cases. They do. They see their own families. They see their own businesses. They see something that happened in their life, and it's really hard to stop watching. Yeah, no, listen, I, I, I agree with you, and it's a, it's a can't miss. I appreciate the work you've done over the years, but certainly with Money Court, it's terrific. Uh, let, me, uh, let me pose this to you. Is, uh, is there a possibility that the the receivership uh, process that you know we know of here in in, in America certainly in uh, in in New York State where I'm from uh, the receivership when it goes to court it's t- basically taken out of the hands of the owner it do you see those cases or is it is it illegal for them to go to an arbitrator such as yourself uh, is, is there any uh, is, is there any overlap between receivership cases and what you're looking over well, once you go into bankruptcy, you have somebody ruling on what you can do when, when you actually pull that trigger. But you can still go to arbitration and bankruptcy. It's, it's possible to do that, but it's much more complicated. You want to go to arbitration before bankruptcy. You want to resolve your conflict before you run out of money. That gives you much more flexibility, and that's why it's important. Timing matters. When you start litigation, even in a successful business, and people know there's a lawsuit, customers tend to go away. They don't want to be involved in that mess. And that's why you've got to be very, very careful. And this is what I tell everybody. Before you get to a place where you're actually filing that lawsuit, consider arbitration first. Lawsuits are nasty, and the outcome in court is unknown. You should never go to trial if you don't have to. You should settle it on the steps of the courthouse because you just don't know what's going to happen once you go inside. You mentioned that you you try to keep emotions out of it and and just try to uh, use logic and use you know uh, your, your head rather than your emotions. Uh, how many of the people that come in front of you are following that advice? And uh, it, you know if you could just comment on that, how many of the uh, the folks that are there are there on pure emotion? They are on pure emotion. They're in a horrible place in their lives. They have let hatred determine the outcome of where they want to go and what direction they want to pursue, not the business. And I try and explain that to them and say, look, I'm in the middle here. I don't have any skin in your game. I'm going to do what's right for your business and your family and your employees and your customers because I care that you have an entrepreneur that's created something of value, and now you're tearing it to pieces because of an emotional dispute you've got or some issue that happened when you were a teenager on the football team or something crazy because when you really peel the onion on these cases that's what you find some crazy chicken reason that these people are suing each other has nothing to do with the business they just don't like each other and sometimes you got to separate them it's like kids fighting 
Kevin, congratulations on all your success. Certainly, uh, Money Court's going to be another one. Can you give us a website or a social media site where we can follow along with what you're doing? Moneycourt.com. It's moneycourtnow.com. If you're really interested in learning more about this, go to moneycourtnow.com and tell us about your situation. Maybe we'll put you on the show. It'd really be worth doing because we're, we're casting right now. We're going to be shooting again in November. Kevin, thanks for being here. Congratulations once again. Take care. Thanks. Kevin O'Leary, everyone, is the uh, focal point of Money Court. And I don't want to say he's the judge. He's not the judge. He's the arbitrator is basically what he does. And he, he does a, a very good job. I have one of his books, and, and it's just escaping me. It's something men, women, mon- men, women, and money. And uh, I, I got it for, uh, for a gift, and then I got it for someone else for a gift. And, uh, you know, I, I like, you know, it's self-help, and it's, it's about money. I think it's the 50 mistakes, 50 most common mistakes men, women, uh, men and women make with money, I think it's, uh, it's called. And, you know, I read it kind of in a, a slew of other, other books, but it's very good. And he's the author, Kevin O'Leary is the author of three number one bestsellers, not just bestsellers, but number one bestsellers. And he's, uh, he's terrific, terrific at what, what he does. You could hear his confidence. He, uh, he knows money, that's for sure. He's from Canada, and I, uh, if I remember correctly, and I didn't uh, <laughs> do much research before I talked to him, but uh, if I remember correctly, he, um, he was running for the head of the Conservative Party in Canada, and he pulled out at the last second. Yes, he pulled out at the last second. He, he felt he didn't have, he didn't have uh, enough support in Quebec to, to win it. So he pulled out, like, I don't know, like a few days, you know, maybe a couple of weeks prior to the election. But he had a lot of support. And, you know, he was, uh, you know, he was headed that way. And he felt that the, uh, the very liberal, very liberal uh, government that was there um, was... Uh, was ripe for a uh, a change, and he was uh, he he was trying to take it from the right, and uh, you know again he pulled out right before you know we'd need a lot more time to talk to him about that, but uh, interesting, um, it, it would be interesting to see what his thinking was there. Very bright guy, uh, politically and and uh, on uh, certainly on the financial end. He's a brilliant guy and has done very well for himself. Uh, great career. Shark Tank, you know, from Shark Tank and, and so many other different things that are related to, to money, investing, and uh, and TV. He's, uh, he's got a great career going for himself. Uh, very bright guy. Thrilled to have him. Kevin O'Leary has been our very special guest. Money Court is his latest CNBC on Wednesdays, 10 p.m. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down.